2: July 4th weekend. This is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rashida and Robert. And I'm joined here at the helm by my brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how's it going over there?
3: Going well. It's it cooled off a lot today. Last night my family and I went to Disneyland to watch the fireworks. We actually stood outside, really cool, at front row seats. I uh, went to uh uh Rainforest Cafe be, before, Uh it was really, really cool, uh, I had a great time, so last time, which was the, the first show after the Masters, you remember when my wife came home and, and was so upset, right, yeah, you know, and, and I tell her, but when she came in, she was, She was pointing her finger. And, you know, as a guy, as a husband, my wheels started turning. What did I (laughs) I do do wrong? And every guy agrees with me. They'd be doing the exact same thing. Well, a a week and a half ago, she had an interview, nailed it. They called her with it. In fact, my son took her to this interview, and I found a job for her. And my son took him to the interview. He was waiting out in his car for an hour and a half. Wow. After the interview, she takes him to lunch. They called her at lunch. So it's been less than an hour after the interview, and they offered her the job. Oh, wow. Cool. Out of respect, they said, we want you to give your two weeks notice to your boss and stand by your two weeks. And she said, of course, I wouldn't. You know, after 29 years, I wouldn't do anything else. So she gave her two weeks notice last Sunday. uh, And the boss says, well, I really need you one more week.
0: They
3: they wanted her to do a trial day at this new job. See if she liked it. And they said they they couldn't survive without her for another week. Because the, the second, see, she's replacing this person that's going on maternity leave. Uh-huh. And the person who went on maternity leave. Went on permanent bed rest until after the birth. The day that she was interviewed. So now oh. they have like nobody in her position. Right. So
2: huh? So what is she going to do?
3: She, I mean, is, is she, she just going to say him. sorry? I can't do this? Yeah, she did yesterday. She said, "Sorry, I can't oh, do okay. it." Now I told her I was a little concerned because. Now, her bo- her current employer holds all the cards for any severance.
0: Oh, They can go right.
3: all the way down to nothing because they're like, you're leaving anyway. Screw you. And right. she still thinks that she has all the cards, and I don't think so because they're cheap, uh, even though they have a lot of money right now because they sold their building. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope they give her something. Right. A- anything cover a couple months of our rent, co- cover my uh, my daughter's choir payment, something. Give give us a hand for, yeah. for at least a couple months, right? I just don't see that right. happening. Well, but I hope so. Gen- yeah, Jenny they, loves but it would be cool job.
0: if it happened. <laughs> oh yeah, it would be yeah, cool if it Gen- happened. Yeah,
3: yeah. And Jenny loves this new job. Uh, she liked working there that that one day. She worked a full eight hours straight, no breaks. Uh, wow. she gets to. And I don't know how they, do, they they get all their customers because she said the place is so busy. Animals coming in all day long and their owners. And, and this place is tucked away in an alley. This street looks oh. like an alley. And hmm. you can never find the place, right? In fact, right. because I took a different way than my son did because it's on Linden Court. And there is a Linden mm-hmm. Avenue. And the next street to Linden Court. Now, Linden Avenue loops around and becomes Linden Court. Well, I decided Mm -hmm. when I took her to work, I was going down Linden Court. And she looks at me and she says, this isn't it. I said, you've got to be kidding me. This is the address she gave me. No, this isn't it. So what I did, I backed out that alley, went, turned around. I went down Linden Avenue, looped it around, went to Linden Court. And she goes, okay, this is it. I was in the exact same spot. (laughs) That I I just was. But because I took a different way, nothing looked familiar to her.
2: Oh, wow.
3: Wow. (laughs) It was was absolutely the weirdest thing.
2: At least y'all found it. (laughs) That's good. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And and I I figured. Right on. You know, because I haven't taken her to work. So I I think finally, after all this time, you know, we've always been close enough where she's been able to walk to work. She's never needed her license. I think it's time to get her a license. Right. Save up for a car. Because I figured out with me taking her to work and not putting in the extra time at my job, this Mm -hmm. new job's gonna cost me about four hundred a month. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So it's gonna so it's gonna suck. So that that bite Any it does. Right on. So I'm gonna get her a car, get her license, she'll be able to take her daughter to work. Uh and you know that, that's how parents act when when we disagree with something or the kids acting bad. It's the other person's kid, not not yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Her daughter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. All right, <laughs> well, let's get moving on with the show. Stay tuned, folks, because later on we're gonna have Randy King of KP Combat Self Defense in Canada calling us, hopefully. Uh, We're hoping that uh, the Skype connection works, and uh, we'll have him on um, about 630 or a little bit after, after our first segment. All right. Well, with that said, who do we have for birthdays on your end, Sipu Bob?
3: Well, on my end for birthdays, we have one of the uh, inductees to this year's Masters Hall of Fame, Craig Kumbachner, his birthday is today. Uh, Sigung, uh, Angel Velasquez, his birthday is on the 10th. And one of my best friends on the planet, and my true brother in the martial arts, Master Greg Woldrich, his birthday is on the 11th.
2: Right on. Very cool. Let's see. I'd like to wish a very happy birthday tomorrow, July 6th, to... Helen Yee, who uh, was the former president of the Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists. I also want to send a shout out to uh, an old friend of mine, uh, Scott Davis from high school. Hi, Scott. Um, his birthday is on Tuesday and uh, Wednesday, July 8th, say Jonathan Bannister, his birthday is um, this Wednesday and who else? Oh, and uh, one of my former Tai Chi students, Brian Schiffer. His birthday is on Thursday, July 9th. So for everyone having a birthday the week of July 5th through the 11th, this tune is for you.
0: I wanna, wanna wish you a happy birthday. I wanna, wanna help you celebrate. I wanna, wanna present. I wanna wanna help you eat your cake. If you party 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 in the island way, you'll be jamming all night to the light of day. Your birthday birthday is your day to shine. Another year and you'll be looking fine. So have no worries, just a hesitate. It's time to bossy, bossy.
2: All right, happy birthday, everyone! Have a great birthday week. Okie dokie. So, announcements. What do we got for announcements for this week, Bob? Can
3: you imagine this? Dragon Fest is only two weeks away.
2: I know. Like right after my birthday, I can't. I can't think of yeah. a better way to celebrate the end of my birthday week than being, being there. it'll guys. be, in it'll in be California.
3: Fun. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a blast. Yeah, uh, and, it'll be the same uh, weather.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, uh most everybody has been confirmed except a couple of guys, a couple of people that are supposed to be special guests. Uh but vendors we're going to have uh Citizens One Bank, The Artistry of Karen Blaylock, com, West Coast Wing Chun <laughs> with Daniel Quack. Wing Chun Temple with Clark Tang, Sidekick Publication, Jeremy Liu's Hyperactive Monkey, Daryl Vidal, The Museum Store, The Stunt People, uh, Way of the Ballad Song with Paul Factura, James Santee, which is only going to be there on Saturday. It's not going to be there on Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. The film Underdogs with Philip Reed, Ed Parker Jr., The Martial Arts Kid with James Wilson, The Chemist with Art Camacho, Print FX, 2K Customs, Valley Martial Arts Supply, Sal Kowalu, Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, Kane Masters with Mark Shuey, Robert Parham with his special guest, Gloria Hendry, Martial Arts Mania, Samurai Sports, Should He Be, Kill Combat Instruments, and Masters Hall of Fame, and with the movie, uh, Martial Arts Kids, they're also going to have uh, Traditions, which is James Wilson's uh, Martial Arts Wear. Mm-hmm. It's his t-shirt. Uh, oh, featured cool. guests will be Joe Montana, Steve Odekirk, Cynthia Robrock, Benier Keenis, Fumio DeMora, Oliver Gruner, Albert Leong, Doug Wong, Carrie Wong, Don the Dragon Wilson. Art Camacho, Saul Kowalu, Philip Reed, Simon Reed, John Tamaki, Carl Totten, Robin Chow, James Liu, Eric Lee, Takabota, Bill Riyazaki, and Cecil Peoples. Now, I understand a couple will not be there. James Liu has told me he's not going to be able to make it. He's going to be in Russia. Uh, And Bill Riyazaki is going to be out of town. I don't believe he's going to be there. And there was one other one. Uh, oh, shoot. Where'd it go? Uh, the stunt people will uh, not be there. They have a gig. And uh, oh.
0: uh,
3: Nick Palma also <clears throat> will not be there because he also has a paying gig. And so the one that really hasn't oh. confirmed yet is Joe Montagna. Everybody else has confirmed oh, so okay. far. Or said, sorry, I can't make it. But it's going to be a blast. I've been promoting it. Uh, been delivering flyers to school. Michael's been promoting it. Now, he feels that it's going to do so much better than last year because he literally had four months. He started in, like, January and then just promoted it throughout. Now, he's had a whole year to promote this, including handing out flyers at every honors day he does, uh, mailers, uh, flyers being delivered to schools, he he expects a lot i mean he always holds mm-hmm. his expectations really low but there should be about 2000 people there
2: yeah it's going to be it's going to be fun um well it looks like skype is being weird for mr king he said he he said that the skype button isn't working um and that it keeps trying to make him sign up for an account um and i wrote him back and i said dang it <laughs> it shouldn't, if you sign up, it's more of like a listener thing. Also, you don't have to have a show. Um, but he said, I'm just going to call in, but that's long distance. I don't want him to spend all that money to talk with us. I don't want him to pull out of his own pocket because he's our guest. So, I know. so um, hopefully he'll, uh, start a, a listener account. Um, and, uh, he Skype. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Okay. So, um, yay. I can't, I can't wait for dragon fest. Um, I just want to send another uh, reminder to all the women warriors out there about the Pacific association of women's martial artists training camp. The PAMA camp this year will be held August 14th through the 17th at camp Campbell in, uh, I I almost forgot where what city it was. Um Boulder. Wait, Boulder Creek, California, not Colorado.
3: <laughs> not Colorado, that's right.
2: Okay, you know, I keep wanting to say Colorado after Boulder, but um Boulder Creek um, California, see? It's it's a habit. Um and uh lots of lots of great uh teachers for more information on who's going to be teaching, just go to p a w m a. It's a a weekend of uh, some of the greatest martial martial arts women instructors in the United States and sometimes throughout the world because we've had come in from Israel and uh, Germany, China, um, Japan. So, you know, uh, do consider becoming a member of the Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists because um, you do get uh, discounted rates on all of our camps. And it's fun. It's like one of the oldest um, women's only organizations for martial arts in the United States. There are three organizations, and I think PAMA is one of the oldest. It was founded in 1973, and since then it's just grown by leaps and bounds and is very supportive um, for any woman and teen and girl um, in the quest for self-defense instruction or martial arts instruction. So well, run, a great run, weekend.
3: Run, think to... about this, too. Think about this. What's that? A predominant male community, martial arts, right? Mm-hmm. Think about how many women were actually studying martial arts in 1973.
2: In 73, it wasn't all that much. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't all that much. All but right. Back then, the founders, the founders pretty much um, did the first camp as just a get-together. I think there was like, what, eight of them? five or eight. I know it was under 10 and it was pretty much, you know, let's pitch a tent, build a campfire. You know what I mean? Pitch our tents, build a campfire and just share. And those people told other, other women and they came the next time. And those women told other women and so on and so forth. And now it's 2015 and the founders are still coming to these camps. And have seen generations of boards of directors and have been uh, members of the elder council since that time. So, these women that started this as 20 something, you know, now, you know, years later, decades later, they're seeing the fruits of their labor and they couldn't be more happier. So, you know, women, girls, come on out, you know, check it out. You know, even if uh, you're a white belt, we, we cater to all experience levels. So anyway, that's my shout out about Pama and uh you might want to you know if you're interested and you want to check it out and you want to register register soon because the price is going to go up here pretty soon. <laughs> Cuz August is coming, just around the corner, so you know, get the registering. All right. Very cool. So uh, any other announcements on your
3: ends there, buddy? Well, you know, it's very interesting. I I don't know what faction he he had to do with the documentary, but We're having breakfast on Saturday before the Dragon Fest with Paul Factora, and he's the one who's doing the documentary, The Way of the Ballad Song, but I don't know what capacity is. Is he the creator, uh, writer, director, cameraman? I don't know what, uh, but he's going to have, actually, his booth, now this, now Michael does not show this chart to anybody on where the booths are, but we're in the same booth we were last year, and and uh uh Paul Factora is in the booth next to us, which now this is this is sort of funny because last year in that very same booth that he's gonna be in was the bladed hand.
0: Mm. Remember?
3: And now it's yeah, the way of the that. song. That's like the Filipino corn. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, you I'm
2: trying to like email ring. Oh, ready. okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let's see. So he started an account, and he asked whether or not he could just use Skype. And I'm like, "Well, you could. You could just call us directly, but I hope it doesn't count as long distance because uh, it might need need him to buy minutes if it thinks it's uh, um, long distance. So oh, we'll find right, out. <laughs> right. Yeah, but if he um, but if he started an account, but if you started an account, see the trials and tribulations of live radio,
3: folks. <laughs> um, now, now, how did Rich? How was it, Rich Norton, able to, to uh, Skype us from uh, Australia, a little bit further away than Canada? I,
2: yeah, I, you know, I'm assuming that he might have set up a an account because I do remember during his show I saw his name on the chat board. So, I think he started an account. Oh, very cool. Okay. On our episode. I'm telling him that the Skype button should work on the episode page. Hopefully. (laughs) Let's find out. And if not, you know, we'll find a way to get a hold of him. I mean, he's got an account, he's got Skype. You know, and he offered to call. So we'll we'll just see what happens. All right. So with that said, let's move on to the health news. All right. So this particular story is connected to extracurricular sports for kids. And uh, there's a study out, um, actually. And this uh, study is actually out of Canada. It's out of Montreal. And this study is about how extracurricular sports may give kids an academic boost in the classroom. Now, um, in this particular um, article uh, is from uh, Health Day, News for for Healthier Living. Um, Kids' attention spans and levels of self-control are directly linked to their participation in organized after-school sports the researchers said. They noted that their findings could help school and public health officials develop improved strategies that would reach children at risk for obesity, as well as those struggling in school. Now, we work with information provided by parents and teachers to compare kindergartners' activities with their classroom engagement as they grew up, says study leader Linda Pagani of the University of Montreal and CHU uh, St. Justine Children's Hospital. She says, by the time they reach the fourth grade, kids who played structured sports were identifiably better at following instructions and remaining focused in the classroom. There's something specific to the sporting environment, perhaps the unique sense of belonging to a team, to a special group with a common goal, or the same uniforms, the whole unity thing. That appears to help kids understand the importance of respecting rules and honoring responsibilities of the team and honoring their own responsibilities within the team. Now the study published July 1st in the American Journal of Health Promotion included information on nearly 2,700 children. These children were all born in Quebec between 1997 and 1998. I almost said Quebec, but I guess the real way to say it is Quebec. Um, Anyhow, The children's kindergarten teachers answered questionnaires about their students' behavior. The kids' parents were also interviewed about their home life. Four years later, the researchers resurveyed the children's parents and teachers. The goal was to answer two questions, Linda says. Firstly, does participation in extracurricular activities in kindergarten predict fourth grade self-discipline? And secondly, do kindergarten self-discipline characteristics predict fourth grade participation in sports? Hmm. The answers to these questions would shed light on how engaged kids were in the classroom. The researchers also hope to get information on how aggressive, compulsive, and emotionally distressed that these children were. Now, after taking other factors into consideration, such as the kid's level of physical fitness, ability at thought process. Uh, the mother's education and family communication at home. The researchers found children involved in sports when they were in kindergarten were likely to be involved in team sports at age 10. Now, these kids also had a higher self-control score by fourth grade, and, the, and these are these are proven by the researchers' uh, uh, tests. Now, the kids who had better behavior in kindergarten were also more likely to be involved in sports four years later. Unstructured activities in kindergarten, however, had no effect on children's lives later on. While the study found an association between playing team sports and success in the classroom, the researchers did not prove a cause-and-effect link, however. Now, Pagani said that she hopes that the policymakers consider these findings and improve access to parks and playgrounds where children can engage in sporting activities. So, and again, um, the source of this study is at University of Montreal, and uh, the results were published July 1st of this year. So, now, listeners, of course, when we talk about team sports, we not only talk about soccer, baseball, football, volleyball, but also martial arts can be considered a team sport, although we know as martial artists that it's largely a solo um However, it can be considered a team sport when you're in the dojo in a class, uh, depending on um, what goal you have for that particular class. So anyway, um, I mean, I know I've found that a a lot of my children, students, um, have seen um, a great deal of improvement from their kindergarten years to their fourth sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I've had kids that were with me since kindergarten and, you know, were still around until they went to college. So, <laughs> And they were still, they were playing football and baseball and stuff like that. So I know that the extracurricular activities do help regardless. So get your kids out there, move in parents. All right. You know, it's funny cool. you
3: said that, like, you know, I was visiting a Chris Kadimian school the other day. And uh-huh. I asked him specifically about what you just said. I said, "Chris, isn't it strange starting a, a student so young, and then seeing them uh, go out to college? One of his students just got married last weekend. they has been with him for years, mm-hmm. and he says there is one family that he's on the second generation now. He's teaching one of his students' kids.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm on second generation also. I." I remember uh, one of my students, Marv, he started with me in the uh, mid-1990s. And uh, he would actually bring um, his his newborn in a bassinet. And we'd set him up, you know, we'd put all sorts of pillows and pads around the bassinet so it wouldn't tip over. And we'd set him off in the corner and he'd, you know, wave his little fists around watching daddy do kung fu and stuff like that. And uh, then we taught his daughter. Um, That went uh, from basically preschool age up until she was like in uh, sixth or seventh grade, I forgot. And then we lost track of her throughout high school and college and stuff. And now um, we've got, um, and then we ended up teaching that little boy in the bassinet later on. And uh, he's grown now. Um, The older girl is grown now. And now we're teaching the third generation, their youngest daughter. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: so, oh my God. So, i know right it's kind of like i'm seeing these i'm seeing these kids grow up grow facial hair you know just grow you know what i mean and get married go through their ups and downs with girlfriends and boyfriends get married by a house and it's just just like puts a it puts a whole new perspective on on teaching and 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 stuff like that it's it's really cool
3: Anyhow, I know, then, less, then you can go through all the all the serious breakups and stuff and you have now you're go from their teacher to their counselor. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's
3: exactly and it. Uh, you gotta go through all of those other fishes and see oh by the way, i guys suck. <laughs> I can hear that conversation now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my goodness. All right, I just wanna remind our listeners out there of our phone number. Our phone number here and our call in line is 347 677 And if you don't want to use that, you can use Skype. Um, just uh, click on our episode marquee and there's a little blue S button there. Go ahead and click it. And if you have Skype installed on your computer, you can go ahead. It'll go through this whole rigmarole on uh, how to connect you uh, via Skype. But uh, stay tuned, folks, because in about, like, uh, I'd say maybe about 10 minutes max, we're going to have Randy King of KP Combat Martial Arts joining us all the way from Canada. So stay tuned, folks. All right. Cool. Let's move on to weird, weird
3: news. news.
0: Oh, you know oh, weird news.
3: I, I do have one more comment. Now, I can see the conversation you have with the breakups now going a little different way. If you don't believe hmm. guys suck, just, just call my friend Bob. He'll tell you. I can hear <laughs> that. <one. laughs>
2: I read. This is off the subject, but I read, I saw this thing on Facebook the other day, and um, it uh, it said something about um, like the differences between men and women or something like that, you know. And one of them was like it, it had like two columns, right? Men and women. Men, um have sex whenever they can. Women have sex whenever they want. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's know, true. It? And, it, and, and, and there was like a whole bunch of them. And I was like, that is so true. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> weird news. Here we go.
3: Weird news. This comes out weird. of actually one, one of our listeners right now. Pam's sold off this comes out of her neck of the woods. Denver. Oh, okay. The title Denver. is Denver: beer, wine, or weed. Huh. A campaign is underway to ask Denver voters about allowing marijuana consumption in bars and other places that only allow people over 21. Activists who campaign hmm. for recreational and the legalization of marijuana in Colorado have launched a petition to to a petition drive to allow what they call limited social marijuana consumption at bars. The activist Limit, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Limited
2: social marijuana marijuana
3: consumption. consumption.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
3: Uh, it would allow bars or clubs to allow marijuana use as long as patrons bring their own weed and comply with clean air law. Okay. Oh, okay. God. Really? <laughs> my my wife just started laughing at me. She's like, are you serious? If,
2: B-Y-O-W? <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. B-Y-O-W. Bring your own weed. That's right. Yeah.
2: Bring your own weed.
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, but but as long as they comply with the Clean Air laws, that means that that the pot they consume would have to be edible, or if smoked, consumed on an outside patio. The way cigarette smoking is regulated now, outdoor smoking huh. sites would have to be shielded from public view. Marijuana is now right. legal, now is now a legal product for adults in Denver. And it's really time that will give adults a place to use it legally and socially, said Mason uh, Burt, who ran mm-hmm. Colorado's 2012 campaign to legalize recreational pot. We shouldn't be mm-hmm. requiring that you sit at home if you choose to use marijuana as an adult. Colorado law prohibits recreational pot consumption openly and publicly or in any manner that endangers others. It does not, mm. however, bar against consumption in private over twenty-one clubs. The Denver measure huh. would clarify what counts as a private club. Marijuana dispensaries. That was, that was my bad. question,
2: yeah.
3: Right, yeah. What? What? I mean, what is a private club? Is it going to be a privately owned bar? Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Or is it going to uh, be something like you know uh, how,
2: like they have? Uh, you know how like they have cigar bars and stuff like that? Exactly. If it has to be something right. like that. Yeah. All right.
3: Uh marijuana oh. dispensaries are banned from allowing on site use of the products that they sell. And the selling and from selling alcohol or food that doesn't contain pot. The Denver proposal would huh. allow only bring your own consumption. Denver wouldn't be the first city to allow marijuana in bars. Pueblo and Nederland have city statutes allowing limited on-site consumption in over 21 clubs. And uh, and Colorado Springs, the state's second-largest city, has several marijuana clubs that are, are, are tolerated, if not specifically allowed by a statute. Colorado Springs Mayor John Suthers has told the city council that he plans to see, seek regulation on the clubs that is that paper reported on Saturday. Wow. I'm not going to read this. This goes on about four or five paragraphs, and I'm not going to read those. You get the gist <laughs> of the whole thing. They're trying to legalize yeah. bars to, to, have, yeah. have, to allow them to smoke pot openly. Yeah.
2: Well, like over Within here, meetings. you know, the, the second it became legal over here, you had people thinking that they could just, like, Sitting in their car, you know, like at a stoplight or whatever, smoking a big old blunt, thinking that, hey, I can do this, right? It's like, well, yeah, you can, but you can't be driving under the influence. I mean, you're going to smoke that whole blunt and then drive? Yeah, you're crazy.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Jeez. Okay. Let's go to entertainment news.
0: Woohoo.
3: Well, you know, I had a lot uh, different ones to choose from. You know, I thought about, but there were some that have just been done done, done to death, like the Donald Trump
0: uh-huh.
3: uh, race and scandal, right? Uh, yeah. The flag thing where they canceled, yeah, uh, uh, Dukes of Hazard for being shown on TV Land, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's been done to death. So I grabbed one, the Simpsons creator Matt Croning, has been sued by his former nanny, who claims he has it out for Hispanics, even though Matt's wife is Hispanic. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell?
0: Oh, you no. know, it
3: brings me back to Trump because they they it po- poses something. that's very funny. He came out against Hispanics they the criminals and the rapists or this or that, but his clothing right. line has a big old tag on <laughs> it that says "Made in Mexico."
2: Made in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's like I think, you know, I a lot of people are saying, and you know, I had to read through the 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 uh, what he said too um, was that he was talking about illegal immigrants as opposed to like Hispanics in general. However, um, the thing is though is even if he was talking about you know some illegal immigrants, you know, it still kind of puts like a stigma on people that are trying to come over here. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like right. Uh, you know, open mouth, insert foot, you know, maybe he can like get out of this. So I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but no, I think,
3: I think he, I think he dug himself a pretty big hole. <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, Tanya Cardona claims in a lawsuit obtained by TMZ, Matt and his wife treated employees like animals, claiming she was hmm. not only work work to the bone, but harassed over her heritage, Cardona says oh, Matt would, would say his son was not going to. Uh, let's see, what, Matt would say his son was not going to speak good English because there were too many Hispanics in the house. <laughs> the, lo- the lawsuit says Crony would complain his house looked like a Hispanic community and he hated it. Cardona. Uh, says she and the other Hispanic employees had to eat at a small table next to a trash can in the laundry room. It's a puzzling lawsuit because Matt is married to Augustina Maria Picasso. Wow. (laughs) It's got like four names. I'm going, wow, I got lost. Who is from Argentina? Augustina
2: Maria Picasso Acaval.
3: Yeah. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) And she's from Argentina, right? Card Cardona right. claimed she was wrongfully terminated and wants millions in damages. We called Cronig hmm. for comment, which speaking of TMZ, called Cronig for comment. The lawyers said they hadn't seen the lawsuit and therefore had no comment. Which is kinda of weird hmm. if TMZ if TMZ knows that they got fi- a lawsuit filed on them, why don't they? Right, right.
2: Huh. Well, yeah. I just, you, <laughs> now, no, I was he, laughing he, earlier because oh. if Matt did say, if Matt did say, my son isn't going to speak good English. I, <laughs> yeah, do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It didn't sound right, right? I mean, that's not you know
3: proper grammar.
2: So, but I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like, uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> I, I anyway, not, he, I, I don't I, think he has anything against Hispanics because he married an Argentina woman. Yeah. I think he's just being a, a prick of a boss.
2: Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. All. You know, I was just going to say, he's probably just being, you know, just an ass, you know. Yeah. Do this, do that, yeah. do this, do that. And it's kind of like, really? So,
3: anyhow. You know, if he, if if he hated uh, Hispanics, he wouldn't have married a Hispanic woman, nor would he have hired Hispanics.
2: Right, right. But then again, you know, I mean, just you know, being a devil's advocate, a lot of people will just hire Hispanics just because it's cheaper labor. At least that's what they think, you know. Um, but you know what though? I you know, all of the immigrants that I know work a lot harder than a lot of a lot of other people that are born here. Right? I know they work their hats yeah. off. Right. Just so that way they can eat and they can send money home to their families. I mean, you know, the work ethic is incredible and it doesn't matter who the immigrant is. It could be Hispanics, Filipinos, you know, anyone, Germans, anyone from outside of the country. Right. Incredible work ethic. Just incredible. So, you know, that's just my two cents. Anyway. All right. So it's about 640. We're running a little bit late, but let's do this. Let's uh, go ahead. And take a short break and when we come back we're going to be talking to Randy King of KP Combat. We'll be right back after this.
4: A boy born in Joplin, Missouri was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent 1 in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories 1 in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism 1 in 68. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
0: You know, a lot of kids in my neighborhood have really bullied me. There's these teenagers around my neighborhood who sometimes just ride around us on their bikes calling calling us swear words, and, like, throwing stuff at us. He grabs my jacket just to get in line first. And he was running after me. And then he grabbed me by the hood and I started choking. I wasn't doing anything he called me gay because he didn't like me. Bullying is wrong because it like, hurts people's feelings and it makes you feel bad about yourself. It can make someone feel uncomfortable and scare them and make them not want to go back to school. It lowers their self-esteem. And it doesn't just always hurt on the outside, it also hurts on the inside. But do you know what I say when he's bothering me? I say, don't do that. If you don't stop, then I'll go tell the teacher. Stop. Could you please not do that anymore? Stop. Stop bullying. It is not cool.
2: Hi, folks, this is Restita De Jesus of Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, and I just want to send a shout out to a good friend of the Dynamic Dojo show, Mr. Justin Harvey. Now, Justin's got two big passions in the world, and those are radio and martial arts. A student of Frank Duke's, Justin is a true student of the arts. Now, Justin has cerebral palsy, but that doesn't stop him at all. In fact, If somebody says that something can't be done, Justin will just get out there and do it, no matter what. He's the host of The Justin Harvey Show and has had guests such as Cynthia Rothrock, Frank Dukes, Ernie Reyes Sr. and Jr., Eric Lee, and many more. The Justin Harvey Show is syndicated on iTunes. So what are you waiting for? Go check it out.
3: Hi, this is Frank Duke. Is
0: this is TJ Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show.
3: The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real
0: things that are going on in the martial arts world.
3: Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to Dynamic Dojo Radio Post at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening
1: to the Dynamic
3: Dojo Show
1: with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio.
2: Just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Christina and Robert. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699, and if you want to talk to our special guest, Randy King of KPC Martial Arts, please give us a call. Well, <clears throat> with that said, let's bring up Mr. King's mic. Please help me welcome everybody, Mr. Randy King. Randy, how you doing today?
4: Good, guys. How are you?
2: Pretty good. I'm glad Doing well, you Randy. managed to. I'm glad you, the Skype managed to work for you. That was that, <laughs> that was a that, little.
4: weird. it was quite the rigmarole. I haven't used Skype in a long time. I had to look like different email addresses, but we got it. It worked. It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, you popped up here as KPC Martial Arts, and I'm like, yes, Randy's here. Yay! <laughs> well, Get thanks up for joining us. Thanks for joining us and taking the the time out of your busy schedule to be on the dojo with us today. So, you know, usually Bob and I like to start off um, the discussion with uh, our guests telling us a little bit about their background in martial arts. So can you tell us uh, how you got started in martial arts and why you chose those uh, those disciplines?
4: Sure, I definitely can. First off, thanks for having me on the show. I've been listening to it ever since we started talking. I love it. I'm a fan, so it's great to be on something that I like. Oh, cool. Um, number Thank two, you. uh, you're welcome. Um, how I started with martial arts was pretty, it's the pretty standard story. I was a overweight child. I didn't like being picked on. I got put into martial arts when I was young. Then I... Did the normal thing. I was a Taekwondo artist. Got my second degree there by the time I was 17. Took me seven years. Very traditional school. Uh, And then, long story short, is I thought I was super tough. I had a bunch of trophies that said I was awesome. Became a doorman at 18. And learned a real fast lesson that uh, the things I did in the ring did not apply to the street and vice versa. So I really hit Mm -hmm. hard with the reality-based training. Uh, Looking into adrenaline. Looking into the psychology of combat. Then when I hit about 22, I got stabbed. So that really, really opened oh. my eyes to the fact that a lot of martial arts don't work the way they're said. They're taught at bad ranges. They're taught at mm-hmm. bad timing and speed. Aggressiveness isn't taken into account. So that's kind of why I got to the Filipino martial arts with uh, Kelly Warden. And really mm-hmm. love him. He's awesome. I think you're a mutual friend of his he is. on Facebook. I love him to death. Yes, Kelly I love him to death. Yeah, how could you not? He is amazing. He's one of the best out there for sure. Yes, uh, at least at least in my humble mm-hmm. opinion. Um, and yeah, then I kind of went from there. I got into Krav Maga because I liked not how Krav Maga is taught. I didn't like that, or even the techniques. What I liked about it was their thought process. Was like four basic truths of violent assault. Right, faster, harder, more powerful mm-hmm. of a sudden than you think. And I really, really ran with that with adrenaline training and that kind of stuff. And so that brings us to uh, KPC Self Defense 2015. Hello? Oh, okay. We can hear you now. Oh,
2: cool. Yeah. yeah. We where, lost you for I,
4: a second. <laughs> where did I cut off? Where did I cut off? <laughs> you
2: cut off You cut off when you said KP, KPC. Oh, yeah. That's right. So yeah. Just a, so just pretty a pretty
4: second. Yeah. Nice. But, yeah, that's where we are now. We're just uh, one of the premier uh, reality-based health sense gyms in Canada, and I travel plenty now to help spread, I guess, the word of KPC.
2: Oh, very cool. Now, did you study here? in uh, South King County over here with uh, Dr. Kelly? Or did uh, was he like, uh, uh, were you doing like a correspondence thing? With him? Uh, we, did
4: bo- we did both. I met him in 2005. Oh, okay, he, was in my, he was in my city. And then I've been down to Water and Steel a couple of times, like go down there every so often to talk and we stay in close contact. Yeah.
2: Very cool. You know, I've yet to go to a Water and Steel because it always happens when I'm out of town. <laughs> right <laughs> i want to go to a water and steel it that would be that would be awesome but yeah i i met i met uh, datu kelly about 20 something years ago and um was really hooked on his style of teaching um yeah. i only studied with him very very briefly but his uh, his method of teaching was really um i found it to be you know really nurturing and and not nurturing like you know like you know that kind of <laughs> nurturing but yeah. he – you know the way that he, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But for I for do. all of the other listeners, Dr. Kelly, when he teaches, he doesn't say, "Okay, this is what you do, and this is what, and this is how, this is how you're going to do it." He makes sure that you do it right, mm-hmm. and he's very personal. He's very hands on, and he doesn't show you just how to do something. He gives you the why, and sometimes you know you just figure out why you shouldn't do something by habit kind of like what you were talking about earlier why you shouldn't do something exactly. by habit but right, rather right. through you know through that uh mutual like um uh, I don't want to say reaction because that's kind of still you know a reactive thing but anyway that's who kelly's <laughs> awesome so i think so any listeners out there check them out. <laughs> go check him yeah, out go
4: check him out yeah i well, i could holly to toot somebody else's horn on this show that i'm talking on i can't pick a better camp more worth the price, and the more material you get than water and steel. Food's included, room and board. It's room and board, yes. and the trading for like 500 bucks. It's nuts, nuts cheap. So, yeah. I can't believe it's, it's so inexpensive.
2: Yeah, for for that kind of money, though, for including food, including the yeah. lodging, including exactly. the instruction, because he gets like all sorts of other people.
4: Everybody there, too. Does. He gets Murray like, Miller's there. I know. I there. Miller, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's great.
2: Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, and I'd like to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how Rory um, has done uh, seminars with uh, at your studio also because I Mm -hmm. love Rory too. Um, Oh,
0: how could you not? You know, since we're
2: talking, yeah, 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 he's awesome. And you know, uh, later on, I do want to talk a little bit more about the reality-based self-defense in relation to martial arts. Um, So that'll be a little bit later. But okay. right on, right on on your, on your, uh, so I'm going to take the mic over to Bob. It's Bob's turn. <laughs> hey, Bob.
3: Hey, Randy. So tell us a little bit about KPC. Tell us about your studio. Tell us about your, your teaching method that, you know, strictly, you know, self-defense. Uh, what do you incorporate? Do <laughs> you incorporate the crowd? Do you incorporate the JKD, the Kali, the C-Lot? What, what do you incorporate in your fighting system? Excellent question. So, KPC
4: is primarily a self-defense gym. We used to be called KPC Martial Arts, but it was getting the wrong message out there. Uh, the city I live in, in in Canada, Edmonton, Alberta, is our MMA capital. We have five major fight promotions here. So, every time somebody read martial arts, they assumed it was mixed martial arts, and we were just getting the wrong type of client. So, yeah, our system is primarily self-defense. We work with the basic equation. My thought process is... Escape is greater than striking, and striking is greater than control when dealing with self-defense. So we uh-huh. train people to uh, evasion awareness, all the basic stuff. We teach the Rory Miller uh, material. Me and Rory are also very, very close. Um, so we, I teach a lot of his stuff, the social, asocial violence. You can't learn how to fix a problem unless you understand the problem, right? So. We can mm-hmm. go to the Hollywood version of violence, and you know why didn't the cops shoot the guy's gun out of his hand? What we all know, especially here on the show, and probably all of your listeners, <laughs> all that that's so unrealistic; it is insanity. <laughs> but that, so that's my job. My job is to demystify violence so people don't think it's like there's. I think everybody in their head, especially males, think there's thinks there's like a secret ninja clan off to kill them, training every day, and really the violence you're gonna in real life is probably gonna be like. Some guy looking at your girlfriend or whatever, right? So that's right. our mentality is, is taking away all the fear-based marketing of 800 people are abducted every week and blah blah blah. And I hate I hate that stuff. Um, I really like to pay attention to what's actually happening in the world. Right. So that's good. We'll talk about the to, to talk about the style stuff, um, we definitely, like I said, I've been doing Filipino martial arts for what, 2005. So that's what 10 years. Quick math skills. Ten years, I was in the Philippines. I trained for two months there under Grandmaster Tony Diego before he died. So I'm really, really into yeah. Filipino stuff. Um, I, a lot of that goes into what we teach, but a lot of it is also just every single system. It doesn't matter. Any self-defense system worth its salt has a spontaneous response, right? So a counter ambush, whatever mm-hmm. the counter ambush is, whatever flavor it is, whether it's KFM or uh, spear KFM. system or Rory has his own, right? Like everybody has that. That's kind of our bread and butter is that counter ambush. So it's about making sure you know you're in a fight because I know plenty of very, very experienced fighters in my years as a doorman who, when they're not ready and they don't have get like six weeks to watch somebody's tape, they get sucker punched and all of a sudden their whole game shuts down because that never pops up in their training. And I feel you're going to mm-hmm. perform how you train in an adrenalized body, right? So not only are you going to drop your level exactly. of training, you're also going to have your adrenaline kicking in if you haven't had that happen before, it's going to be quite the different experience than you expected.
2: hmm Exactly. Yeah, one of my teachers yeah. in uh in Kajukembo, uh, Sipu Terry Fair Club, he had this mantra. It was what happens in drill happens for real. And that's how he talks <laughs> <cough>, real. <laughs> yeah. I <I'm> was like, it <laughs> rhymes. It doesn't rhyme when I do it, but you know, but you know, he was he was so true with that, right? You know, yeah. and you know, I'm talking that, you know, I'm coming from a, you know, traditional background and when I got into codge, I was like, Holy shit! This is you know this shit hits the fan in this in this class. What the hell? This yeah, isn't how. That's awesome. This is what, this isn't what I'm used to. You know, Perfect. no one bows or does any of that crap, right? You know, it's yeah. like, but it's true. You know, you 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 do what what you drill. Exactly. So, yeah. I think
4: too. With with it's good they're not bowing stuff too. I my official title is hey you. That's what I like to go by. You don't need to memorize my name. I'll probably forget yours.
0: So. Uh,
4: I think it's impossible to teach somebody how to stand up to people while making them genuflect to me, right? Make sure you fight anybody right. except for me, of course, because I'm Sensei Grandmaster Laser Lotus Eight. So obviously you have to respect <laughs> me, but everybody else you're fine, right? <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> That's true. Now, now you know that you know there's going to be some you know martial artists out there that are probably going to get you know just a little butt hurt. Going, what do you mean? You know, mm-hmm. martial arts. You know, doesn't teach you know self defense. So because you know we you know we know that there are some people out some you know diehard uh, traditionalists out there um, that will say, yeah, we do teach self defense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I've met some people that 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 say, well, fighters that don't have a sense of art are just ass kickers with egos. But then again, there are also other people that think that uh, uh, only MMA or Krav Maga or Sistema or any one of those um, systems are the only ones that teach self-defense. So, you know, there's both sides of the coin. So what are your thoughts on that?
4: Um, To nerd out here, I believe only the Sith deal in absolutes. So there's no way that you can say this system Mm -hmm. only does this or this system only – it's the person who trains the most, the person in the best shape, is gonna is gonna win the encounter. There's no way around that, right? Mm-hmm. You could train in the worst right. system ever, but if you're doing six hours a day of it, what I believe is goal oriented training is more important than how what system you're training. So
0: mm-hmm. I train
4: a lot of my people to do escapes. I don't care if you're a Muay Thai guy, a jiu jitsu guy, a karate guy, a Kung Fu guy. All of your moves, everything you do has to lead to somewhere, and I find this is the whole and most traditional training, is they do stuff Mm -hmm. for the sake of doing stuff. Like, what's the next move? What's the next move? But they don't know why they're doing it. Okay, so why do you do a sidekick? Well, because it's part of my test. No, because the guy is parallel to you or perpendicular to you, and it's the fastest tool to throw, right? You don't turn and throw a sidekick. You have front kicks for that. The guy is over here. So if you understand that a sidekick works – to kick a guy away so you can escape or go into striking or go into uh, go into grappling. So the way I look at it, there's only four things you can do in a fight. You can escape. You can strike or disable. Uh-huh. You can control and grapple. Or you can lose. Those are your options, right? Like there's really mm-hmm. nothing else I can think of you could do. Whatever flavor or style you want to do that with doesn't matter to me. My job is to get you thinking about what the end goal is. So if I'm by myself, I can bail. I have a six-year-old daughter. If she's with me, is my knife, pass, and run away a good technique? No, she can't take care of that. So I need to have another skill set, right? So I don't think Mm -hmm. there's a bad martial arts system out there. I think the two biggest issues are lack of of experience through the coaches because their teachers, 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 teachers taught them what to do and they didn't question anything because they're not allowed to. And the second thing is Mm -hmm. nobody knows what they're fighting for, right? Like, what's the situation? Uh, Am I in a room? Am I in a field? Is there – like, all that stuff kind of – it's. There's a lot of what-ifs in martial arts, and then it gets kind of goofy, right? Well, what if he has two swords right. and, and we're in an alley? Yeah. <laughs> right, why, why, right. How does how exactly. like, I happen? I have, I have a follow-up questions. What do you do for a living that a guy has two swords and you're in an alley, right? Like, yeah. For, for me, it's, it's all about training those 90 percenters and then training to a goal. It doesn't matter how you get there. And the way – one of my biggest tenants in the gym is there is no wrong. There's only good and better. If mm-hmm. I tell you to – if a punch comes at you, do our spontaneous – or we call it entry, whatever our brand is on the spontaneous assault. Uh, we do entry, mm-hmm. and the person – I hate when people ask me, did they do it right, especially like, during a gun disarm, for example. Right. My favorite question. They do a gun yeah. disarm. They look at me holding the gun. Did I do it right? I'm like, do you have the gun? Maybe it's not the way we prescribed it. But you definitely—that's the goal. So that there's good and better, and that's yeah. the way we look at it. You can't tell people they're doing something wrong and expect to be confident in a fight because a fight is is uh, high-speed problem solving. You can't mm-hmm. walk in there thinking that A equals B, right? Mike Tyson, not the most articulate person in the world, but is the best quote ever: "Every a plan till they get hit, right? And as right. soon as you get hit, you have to problem solve, or you're done. That's it.
2: Exactly. You know, I you know, right. Randy, I really right. love. Your outlook on it, because you know, me and Bob have both met, you know, both sides of the coin. You know, you get the people that like talk shit. Oops, pardon my French. You get people that talk shit about MMA. You got MMA people that talk shit about traditionalists, and you got traditionalists that talk shit about each other. And and it's like, what, what the hell's going on? You know. Yeah. Um, and everyone's I, got a better way of doing their self-defense, right? Um, and, but I really, me and Bob really, really love your outlook on it because it's, it's so true. And I'm hoping that anybody listening really takes what you have to say to heart because me and Bob were texting back and forth going, I like this guy.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You guys are just charmers. I like you. (laughs) you And it it it's really funny because I believe in the, what's the situation aspect. The only yeah. the only time right. that you know and and you know I grew up in JKD so we we never wore, there were no uniforms there were no sashes right. or belts there was t-shirts and sweat right. you yeah, so, know so sometimes I'd have my class come in street clothes the only trouble I had was when I asked the girls to dress in pumps and short skirts that yeah. was when I had the real problem <laughs> 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 that makes sense that just makes sense yeah. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like they just. Oh. You know, okay, what if you're at a bar dressed like that and they never bought it? I'm afraid.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody, we're gonna pretend we're at the beach. Everybody wear their swimsuits. No big deal. It's not weird. That's just reality-based training, right? <laughs> that, that's, exactly. It,
0: you know, and every
4: time I I
3: tried to say that enough, so I started believing. Right. <laughs> 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 oh gosh (laughs) now randy do you hold regular seminars uh uh from others for other self-defense instructors do you travel do you do you teach outside your own dojo oh i do
4: yeah that's actually really blown up for me recently the rants are actually like why you guys know i exist those rants really hit the mark somehow we actually made them for the exact reason of I always thought I was just gonna get hated on, like just flamed the whole time. I say some stuff <laughs> on there and I'm like, that's gonna piss some people off. but to me that's funny. That's the that's the Kelly Warden in me, if that makes sense. I don't mind stirring the pot right, so right. every so often. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I teach all over the place. I'm uh I was supposed to be in St. Louis this weekend coming up for the USMAA seminar, but I ruptured my mm-hmm. kidney tendon, so I'm rocking a cast right now. Um Ooh. I sometimes I teach at Water and Steel. I sometimes present at uh with uh, Casey Kakais in uh, Minneapolis for Violence Dynamics, another fantastic seminar. Um, I'm up with the Alaskan State Troopers at the end of August. Then I do Halifax. I'm, kind of, I'm all over the place right now. I'm starting to blow up. And that's, wow. That's my goal, right? Wow, awesome. There. I think, I don't know, it's hard, to, it's hard to say this without sounding like an without giving myself carpal tunnel by patting myself on the back, but I think, like, the view that I have really needs to get out there. People need to understand it. Right. I don't care what you're doing. I care how you do it. Right, it doesn't matter what style you're doing. Right. I just want you to pay attention to how you're doing it, and it should fit into your lifestyle, right? And that's and where you live. Right. And that's why I like the term reality-based self-defense because my reality as a six-foot-one, two hundred and two much-pound male is different than yours, Rosita. Right? You're gonna have different problems. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with different things. So me saying, "Well, this right. is how you do stuff. just pick the guy up and body slam him" is unrealistic if you're I don't know your physical dimensions, but if somebody's smaller than me, then it just doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> Shut up, Bob. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Bob.
2: I was gonna I was just gonna say I'm small. I'm like five foot pushing one.
4: Well <laughs> oh, I've never met you so I'm just making sure. I don't know. You could be like super jacked and six four. I have no idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's no. Got a, no She's got no.
3: elementary school students that are taller than she is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
2: Bob likes to razz me about my height. But it's true, you know, I mean me and Bob, you know, we're always telling our own students that. It's like, you know, what I s what I say it probably isn't, I mean, it might fit someone that is bigger, but they might move differently and they might choose to pick somebody up, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's, it is all dependent on, on the situation, your body type. um yeah. And you know, what's natural for you rather than something mm-hmm. that you memorize. And exactly. it's, it's I, you know, keep doing that, Randy, because more people need to hear your message because, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I I'm sorry to say that like you know I I love traditional arts, but you know I've I've met too many traditionalists that are so stuck that they refuse to to put themselves in the 21st century and go hey
0: mm-hmm.
2: someone isn't going to attack me with a samurai sword anymore. You know what I mean? Nothing yeah. against those kind of things, oh, but as again. long as somebody knows. Oh, can you hear us now? Hello. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Yeah. Okay, but as long as someone knows the okay, difference yeah, between to, yeah. Yeah, oh there you are, but as long as someone knows the difference between this is the art and this is a defense <laughs> based on a concept, mm-hmm. then then you're good. But so many people are stuck; they, exactly. they can't see that uh, difference, right? But so yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Now, um, who who have you had at your at your studio? I know you've had Dato Kelly. You had Rory Miller. How many other? Yeah. Um, what other uh, people yes. have you had uh, teach at your at your studio?
4: I'm. I feel I'm pretty lucky with the people that I've met and I associate with. Um, like I mentioned before, Rory Miller and I. I see Rory more than I think his wife. To be honest, uh, I see him three times <laughs> a year. Uh, and we we're going in, we kind of are working together on some projects, which is actually really a big honor for me and he doesn't really get much out of it on my end, but it's awesome for me. Um so Rory's great. I brought Rory up. He did his first ever forty hour core dump he always wanted to do. Uh he pulled it off here in Edmonton. Wow. I have a really Yeah, forty hours with Rory was Dang. it was a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah. We have a really we have a really, really good core gym of I only teach adults, uh six well sixteen and up. Um, and I don't do fitness classes, and I don't do. It's just what it's just this. It's progressive crab. That's all I teach, and I'm very fortunate to have a big enough fall we can bring people in. So we've brought in Master uh, Ken was here, not as a serious thing, but we brought in uh, Matt Page, Master Ken from oh, cool. the uh, Enter the Dojo. He was here, hilarious. Oh, cool. Uh,
2: hilarious. We brought in yeah.
4: Stephen Jimmerfield. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a premier uh, jujitsu guy. He teaches like 30 police academies around the world. He's actually who I'm going to Alaska with to teach at Troopers. Uh, that too. Kelly, of course. He's been here multiple times. Uh, let's see. Who else do we bring in? I think that's pretty much all like the really, really big names. We bring in smaller guys like local guys too. But I'm fortunate enough to have a big enough gym. We could do it. And my students get a different thought process because as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned, the more, the more brains on a problem, the better. I have a way I do stuff because I, I'm a striker. I like hitting people. It's fun for me. So mm-hmm. a grappler might come in and be like, well, what you could do it like this? It's more efficient and blows my mind and then helps my students out too, right? So I feel if you take mm-hmm. your ego out of it and you don't think you're the king of the world, that you can really get better by linking up to stronger people, right?
2: Right. Exactly. Very cool. <clears throat> Bob? Questions?
3: Um, before Bob? I go into
2: what, what? other stuff.
3: <laughs> <laughs> come on, Bob. One job, buddy. Let's go. Uh, no i i have to remind our listeners if they would like to talk to randy king make sure Mm -hmm. when you're calling in you do press one if you don't press one we're just going to assume you called in to listen and we do have a couple callers online but they haven't pressed one yet uh oh cool so uh this you know she uh rusty played me one of your rants. i thought it was really cool because we've had a lot of the same kind of rants on, the, on our show, and we haven't seen any backlash because one of the things that you can't say about our rants is we're wrong. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, we're not There's a wrong. reason why we're ranting.
3: Yeah. That's right, because people now, are you know, stupid.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I um, I forgot. It was last year. I forgot what – no, it was a Rant Raven rap episode that we, that we um, aired one of your – uh, uh, rants on, and I, I kind of want to play it for the listeners here. And, uh, we actually spent that whole episode ranting about politics because of your, uh, because of your channel. And the way I, I, I came upon it was on accident. It was kind of funny. I was, um uh, I just kind of typed in rant rave rap because I was looking for pictures, some, um, right. you know, royalty free pictures to, to put in the slideshow. And, uh, and then, your video popped up. I'm like, oh, let's listen to it. And I'm like, I have to respond to this guy. Better yet, I want him on my show. <laughs> this guy is so cool. But so for our listeners out there, um, I just want to play one of Randy's clips. This is Sick of Politics with, with Randy's Rants. Here we go. I'm Randy
4: King, and I'm sick of martial arts politics. There's a couple of rants rolled into one here. Um, Being a lifelong martial arts student doing this, I was 10. Um, There's lots of things you can't stand on martial arts. That's actually where these rants came from, is that I can't stand a whole bunch of stuff. The biggest one is martial arts politics and false certification. We're going to try and get through both today, but we might make this two rants as well. Politics is one of the worst things in martial arts ever. It is an international pissing contest, usually between people who haven't met about where their status is according to their teacher's random ranking system. There's very little cohesiveness in martial arts, and there's a lot of backdoor handshakes to get certifications. I know a lot of instructors, I know of a lot of instructors, I would never train with them, that will handle certifications if you hand them a certification. So, for example, Somebody emails me, hey, Randy, I really like your system. I teach this system, and I'd love to certify you as one of our guys, and you can certify me as one of your guys, and we can cross-market. Even though I'm a marketing guy, that's shady and dirty. You should be proud of what you teach and your effect on the martial arts society without having people try and give you a bunch of pieces of paper. This is the paper dragon syndrome. Uh, People that just want to have a whole bunch of certificates on the wall to prove that they're deadly. I, this is why, I understand that certificates are needed in gyms because people need them to validate these people have been doing martial arts, but they're so easy to get now. There's airport certifications being you just show up and people want to put you in their system. There's backdoor certifications like I just talked about. What you want to see is somebody who's been with somebody and certified through that group multiple times. Having a bunch of different diplomas on the wall, from, it'd be like going to a doctor who had eight different diplomas from eight different schools. Well, you're 32. How do you have seven different medical degrees? Oh, well, this one guy let me do it here, and you know I did this guy's teeth, so I'm, I did it over here too. It's a ridiculous thing where certification kicks in, and then that adds into politics. This is where people start ranting and yelling about position and control. Well, I have these major certificates, and I knew this guy, and this was the thing that I did, so I should be in charge of this system, and give me this committee, and give me this. When did martial arts become a popularity contest? When did it become a pissing contest? When did it become becoming about a person trying to become a better martial artist. I don't understand why people feel the need to validate themselves on pieces of paper to other people they'll probably never meet. If you judge my credentials, that's fine. I will show them to you. If you don't like them, that's also fine. If you're tricked by shiny pieces of paper and little pieces of foil on the side of a certificate, then I don't want you in my gym anyways. My name is Randy King, and I'm sick of martial arts politics. Follow us on Twitter, at KPC self defense or subscribe below.
0: I absolutely
2: loved that 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 rant. That was the first one I saw. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to
4: talk to Randy. <laughs>
2: this is so awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> it's
4: super weird to subject. hear it's super weird to hear myself. Like it's really weird. Isn't I don't that weird? I just film them and then I leave, let them go, right? I don't even know. I watch them once they're done. It's weird to hear myself. It's kind of
2: odd. <laughs> Isn't that weird? But you know, now that we're on the subject, it just reminds me of something that I saw yesterday. Um, some dude that has like 43 <laughs> oh, uh, God. certifications, and he's like the, yes. a 12th free black belt, and his title is Dice Soke Professor on something, 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 right? And yeah. I'm like, holy crap. And, and this guy's, like, resume is, like, it, it, it's, 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 like, so long. And you're thinking, really? You know, he's been, okay, so he said he'd been doing it for, like, 40-something years. Okay, so even if he was doing it for 40-something <laughs> years, assuming that someone gets, Let's just say he gets certified, you know, gets a black belt once a year. He's been doing this like since he was one. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean this is so stupid. You know, and then it's and, and then you get those um those people that are like, as you put it, pissing contests on each other. Well, I've mm-hmm. got more. I've got forty five mm-hmm. black belts. You've only got forty three. Exactly. <laughs> Your martial arts haven't hit Okinawa. I have. <laughs> you know? It's like seriously, you know, I'm in Siberia, you're not, and yeah, whatever. But let's yeah. um, let's kind of open this, let's kind of open this up a little bit to uh to other callers. So if you out there listeners want to kind of put your two cents in about martial arts politics or any other subject um regarding the summer Randy's rants, and we'll get into some more here because like, somebody <laughs> really just cool. one. <laughs> i wonder who this is let's 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 find out this is area code 417 this is coming out of missouri i think Four one seven. Oh. who's this
3: Uh oh missouri we dollars. don't know anybody in missouri no you don't know
1: nobody from missouri it wouldn't be <laughs> tony at all
3: uh-uh. no. oh my god so. it's tony
2: <laughs> this yep. is tony collins out of missouri uh-huh. how you doing tony
1: wonderful how about yourself
2: Pretty good. Thanks for pressing one. Do you have a question oh, for welcome. Randy?
1: Uh, I don't have a question. I have a comment. Randy, you're awesome, oh, man. I've God. been listening to this whole thing, and I I had to pick myself up off the floor from laughter a couple times. And <laughs> great. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you for, for your input. Wow, just
4: amazing. Thank you, Tony. My ego is big enough, but I appreciate every compliment I can get every time. Uh, Missouri, that's amazing. I didn't even know people knew who I was there. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for the call. Oh,
3: you're very welcome. (laughs) He he doesn't uh, make shit up as he goes along. (laughs) 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 Stay
2: on the the line, Tony, because if you do have any other uh, comments um, as we go along, just stay on the line. And when you want to just bow out, just say, "Okay, I'm done," (laughs) and then we'll mute your mic. But um, you know, like we've all got. Stories about politics, and I, I agree, Randy, about what you say about you know that there are people that are uh, that place a little, little more uh, value on the mm-hmm. little pieces of paper with foil. I love that yeah. part—the um, little pieces of paper, paper with foil on them, hanging up on the wall, and the amount uh-huh. of certificates, uh, certifications, or you know the stuff on their belt. And you know, I, I, I remember hearing on the radio one time um somebody else's definition of politics and i'm paraphrasing cuz i don't really remember the exact words but she said that you know for for politics to really happen it it usually happens because um the people in the organization have lost sight of the original founders vision and uh, wow. and then you get the politics right
3: and yeah,
2: uh, yeah well, so, what are your guys' thoughts on that?
3: So, why don't we go I, ahead and
2: start with my buddy Bob? Why don't we start with him and work our way down the line here?
3: Well, you know, politics, it, you know, it's funny, I, I don't know, as bad as Randy does, but I'm thinking about, it. you know, we've been all over the place, and politics is the same. There's a couple different ways to look at it. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a big kissing contest, like Randy said, but it's mm-hmm. here, and you're right. Politics is a lot of the times where these students or the members of an organization have have lost the vision of the founder or they have lost their own way. Or we go back to the Cobra Kai dojo of Karate Kid, (laughs) and it was the instructor that passed that kind of vision on to his students.
2: True. Very true. What about
3: you, Randy? What you know? What what's
2: uh, what's your take on why people feel the need to piss on other people's pissing spots
4: <laughs> for lack <laughs> of number, a better term? Number one, I wish that quote was my quote. That was so articulate. I wish I would have said that. That politics thing is kind of blowing my mind right now. Um, yeah, I, I forgot
2: honestly, who said it. It was oh. just on. It was it was like late night radio. I, I kid you not. It was like three in the morning, and I was listening to late night radio and. Somebody was on and somehow they got into politics, politics, you know, like governmental that politics. Is. And yeah. some lady just sighed and said, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I have yeah. to
4: remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's solid. That's a solid quote. Uh, if you're listening, lady who said that, you're awesome. Um, so what I think this is kind of maybe off on why I think politics are so entrenched in people. Um, being a armchair psychologist, uh, liking not going to school but reading lots of books – I think it comes to cogniz- cognizant dissidence, which is the reason why if I buy a Lexus, mm-hmm. I talk with my Lexus all the time, is because I have to justify why I spent so much money on a car, right? So for well, me, <laughs> if, you've been doing, if you've been doing Taekwondo, I'm going to use an example because I do Taekwondo. I'm not trying to make fun of Taekwondo. It's just a good example. If I've been doing Taekwondo for 25 years, and then Randy King, 30-year-old loud mouth with terrible jokes walks in, It starts shaking my world view. It makes them feel like I'm calling them stupid, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. you've been doing this for 25 years, but that's not the way things work. And so people get entrenched in this. Everybody – nobody makes poor decisions on purpose, right? Everyone makes – usually people make the best decision with the information they have. So if you've done something for so long, you're so entrenched in this vision of what you've done that if anybody comes and shakes the ladder, you're going to freak out because – They're In essence, around the bout, they're calling you stupid because you made a poor choice, which you didn't. So I think the politics they hide behind is they don't want to say that they made a poor choice. They're going to use the politics of whatever. Well, just so you know, it's been proven on – I went to Com and I saw that Taekwondo kicks are hit harder than Muay Thai kicks because of these eight videos I watched, right? So I think that's where the politics kicks in is that once you get entrenched in your I have done this for so long, it must be right because I'm not a stupid human being, I would have already saw – I would already saw through the looking glass, so now I want to get up into it. In either a, they're trying to make that change, or b, they're trying to stop it. But I think with the politics, especially of it, is that as soon as I walk in, especially for me, I'm pretty successful. For I'm 34, so in the the world I play, and I'm by far one of the youngest guys that 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 tours. So when I walk Mm -hmm. in, if I if you walk in gray hair and you're 70, people like, well, he's 70, he knows, right? But then I walk in, they're like, shut up, you don't know nothing. Right. So I think that's where the politics kicks in. It becomes almost an armor to justify your your choice.
2: Right. Right. And that's a good that's a good way of that's a good way of putting it, because because we've seen that kind of, you know, politics, too. You know, and Mm -hmm. I think and I think you're right. You know, people don't want to admit people don't want to say, well, I did Taekwondo for 25 years. Was this wrong? You know, I mean, if you did it for twenty five years, it's right for you. So, exactly. you know, why are you pissing? You know, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I, wow. <laughs> Let's yeah. say, since we got Tony still on the line, uh, Tony, what are, what are your thoughts on politics?
1: Well, I, I really can't expound upon it too much because you guys are doing such a great job. But I can give you an example. But I'm not going to use it, name. But first of all, Please. I'm going to say it isn't me. <laughs> so that's, a, that's always the best thing that you can say it, This example is not me
4: Tony, that's what I would uh, say too If it was me, just for reference It totally wasn't me I, yeah. yeah, thanks uh, No, uh, I, ha- I have
1: an a actual good friend of mine In martial arts uh, Who for some odd reason or another Has decided that because there are so many Tenth degree black belts He can no longer just simply attain Tenth degree black belt And has now gone up to 15th degree black belt
0: Whoa. You,
1: you leave yourself scratching your head going huh really wow um, wow so, so how all did of he us get degree the black belt.
0: degree <laughs> oh
1: come on <laughs> now you you know how he got it his organization his people looked at him and went hey more money yeah exactly I, I, yeah I hey more this. money sure huh? that means somebody
0: and, is now a
1: tenth degree <laughs> right, he is. He is now a fifteenth degree black belt, and now he is going around saying, "Hey, if you want to join my organization, you start as a tenth degree black belt." I'm going Ugh.
0: Back and
1: just oh, slapped in black 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 the face. It's like, oh my god! And i I've known this mm. gentleman for a while, you know, <laughs> and known of him. He's actually a fairly large name for those who do know him, and and, and you're just. you're dumbfounded. You're going, uh, yeah. Okay. But I can see the trap. I can really see the trap where somebody has worked all of their life to, to get, as you guys put it, that piece of paper, they've worked all of their life to get it. And now all of a sudden, somebody who they've worked side by side with is now going, this isn't enough. So this is what's going to happen in my organization, or this is what we're going to do to combat this. And I'm going to come out better than you and I'm going to make more money than you, and I'm going to have more this, that, and the other because now I'm higher than you no matter what you say or do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it becomes this wonderful ego trip that you're going, I'm so glad you're on this trip that's going downhill, and I'm going to stay over here.
4: Yeah, I feel when right. the first part of your degree test is a credit check, you should probably run away. Like, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not a good idea. <laughs>
0: of course, I, I do. Honestly, I do want to
3: point out something. Yeah. If any of What's us that? started off, and we were talking about our, our, we were talking about ourselves, but didn't want anybody to know we were talking about ourselves, like Tony <laughs> said, yeah. we would say, "I know this guy."
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> but, I hey, know this guy. I know, I
0: know this, this friend girl. who has
1: legal problems.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but so you know, yeah, the, I know this what, friend. What is, know this.
3: friend is, is his his ex-wife's real pain in the butt, right, Tony? Uh, yeah, I know him too. Apparently.
2: <laughs>
0: but you know what I found
2: funny, Tony, is that is is that okay? Dude's a thirteenth degree. So for anybody, if we went by traditional standards, somebody has to be at least two ranks ahead to promote someone to that. So is there that a fifteenth degree somewhere out there?
1: I mean, it's well, like, he, <laughs>
2: that's, yeah, that's he, crazy. He is, he
0: is
1: a fifteenth. Degree, whatever. Um, I don't even remember the title anymore. It's eight spaces long, and you're going, "Wow!" Write <laughs> that down. Go professor ahead. Professor
2: Hanchi, Soke, Sifu, Shihan. Um, yeah.
1: Something like Super <laughs> Saiyan Grandmaster or something, or Great yes. Grandmaster or something or other. <laughs> Solid wow. Dragon Ball reference. Think,
2: think, think, I, think, 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 I know. Right. Yes. Thank you.
0: Thank,
1: you, thank that's,
0: you. I'm a fan.
2: That's, that's so nuts because it's like. Oh lordy! <laughs> so that dude and the dude with 43 degrees need to get yeah. together and talk. Oh and, wow! Uh, I agree. Combine. Uh, yeah. You I never know combined. that. I was
1: gonna say they they made martial arts date. You never can tell. And uh, yeah, come up with their own system of all yeah, exactly. of that encompassed. Wow. You too
2: can be a 22nd degree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I can't wait. I
4: can't wait. How do I pay? Right what color? Exactly.
2: Cat. What color belt would that be? It can't be white. Could it? Well, it would have I, to be. I, I, it would have to be a know. everlasting gobstopper
3: belt where it starts out as white, then
2: <laughs> well, goes to red, then goes to black, goes back to white, then turns moldy green. Yeah. I know. <laughs> what,
3: I know what it would be, Rusty. It would be rainbows. There you go. It would go. be rainbows. That,
1: I, I was gonna say solid <laughs> gold, but okay. <laughs>
0: I kind of like. Well, I kind of like the where, everlasting I have a
2: question. Yeah. Every three
3: years it changes color. <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking politics like we are like, don't, don't yeah. you find that it's a lot of insecurities uh, to to those political big headed egotists?
4: So the way I deal with it, um, if I heard the whole question, which I'm gonna reiterate just to make sure I got it, is do I find when I talk to those people it's a lot
3: of like big headed, like just egos? No, no. Don't okay. you find a lot of them is is uh, what was the word I used, Rusty? I'm, I'm oh, losing it. I don't it. remember. It's an age thing. <laughs> but don't you find that they have a lot of insecurities about their art oh, and you themselves?
4: Yeah, I think. I think being a martial artist sometimes is like uh, being a doctor that's, not allowed, that's never allowed to practice medicine or being a soldier that's not allowed to go to war, right? You practice skill sets mm-hmm. for so long, and if you never get to use it, you're always going to be insecure about what you're, how you're going to perform. And I feel mm-hmm. that because – like, I think martial arts have more pressure on them than regular people, right? So let's put the male ego in here, okay? I'm a guy. I should be able to protect my friends, blah, 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 monkey brain, whatever, male stuff. If I have been trained to fight my whole life and some punk cleans the floor with me in front of my friends, how am I going to look, right? So not only right. the normal insecurities of a guy who is scared of fighting or whatever, don't know how they can perform, you have this new level where everybody sees you, your whole life identified as Captain Badass, and one lucky punch can end that, and you don't even want that to happen, right? So they're so insecure right. about what they're going to do that it's, it's almost crippling. True. True. Wow,
2: that's a that's a good way to that's a good way to put it,
4: because yeah, yeah,
2: it's like I mean I haven't met I haven't met anyone that you know that yet that you know has uh, shown like I'm insecure, you know that kind of thing. But I do I do kind of have to quirk an eyebrow when like you let's say you go to a seminar or something and you got. Some dude wearing like 50 degrees on their belt or whatever, and yeah. you ask to work with them and then they refuse. Now, you can take yeah. that one of two ways. Like one time I took it, like, oh, I'm not a high enough rank to be working with this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I feel, or, oh, you know, he's wearing a knee brace. So, okay, well, shit. Yeah. I can't work with it. You know what I mean? Um, but I kind of have to go, well, I mean, if they know what they're doing, wouldn't they be able to modify what they're doing exactly. to, to fit? You know what I mean? Knee brace, arthritis, you know, yeah. sting in the, you know, spike in the back, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's kind of like Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, feel, I mean, when...
4: I feel that the rank system is a perfect armor for not having to do stuff anymore. So, like the oh, I'm going yeah, to pro- yeah. give a lot of props out to yeah. jiu-jitsu. In jiu-jitsu everybody right. rolls with everybody. Doesn't matter who you are, first in the mat you roll you roll with everybody. A lot of other systems that are not as playful – playful being a good thing, not a bad thing uh, um, – they get to hide behind it, right? Like, oh, my favorite, my favorite – a lot of my rats focus on this. A lot of my friends do MMA. I think they are awesome. I think for the environment I play in, it's not the best system, but it would work. It's going to be fine, right? A lot Mm -hmm. of my favorite instructors in the world are the ones who are quote-unquote – too dangerous to be in the cage because they'll just straight up kill people. <laughs> I love those guys oh, wow. so much because I don't know yeah. what belt they are because their belly is covering it. And they're always right. so dangerous that they would ne- I would do MMA, but, you know, I'd be arrested. I'm like, I'm sure a lot of pros would fight you at any point in time. you feel free to go do yeah. all of your deadly moves, and we'll see what happens when a guy who punches people in the face for a living gets a hold of you, right? like. Right. Ooh, yeah, that's right? Awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, sometimes I go to YouTube just for the entertainment part of it. That's you fair. know, I, I yeah. go to
4: some random
2: MMA thing, right? Like the 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 most awesome knockout ever or something, right? And then yeah. there's always gotta be some armchair warrior that's gotta be mm-hmm. like, well, I would have did this because he did that. He left himself yes. open here, and you know that that person rewound the video five times to find a way. Exactly. <laughs> right. And it's right. like really, you know, and then and then I then then you get the other people going, you know, shut up, you know, or WTF, yeah. shut up, or you know, prove it, you know, that kind of thing. And I just yeah. I go to YouTube for that entertainment, and well, it's, it's like, and yeah, and 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 it, it does make me wonder why. Are people so stuck on?
1: I have the answer to that. I have
2: to be right. Oh. Yeah, I have to be right. I, I so let's have the let's answer hear it. To let's that.
1: hear it. No, I have the perfect okay. answer to that. Go They hooting. weren't with us at yes. the Masters to see Chuck Liddell stand up and, and you look at them shoulders and go, he has no pads underneath those shoulders. <laughs> or to see, or to see right. that guy, um, Apache. Uh, when he hugged yeah. me, the first thing I was thinking of was, oh, gosh, he just magnified my back problems. There they go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they don't get to see <laughs> these people face-to-face, and this guy who's got hands the size of a gorilla's head. Exactly. And, uh, all they yeah. see is they see him on TV, and they're thinking, well, gee, I could have blocked that kick. Yeah, with what part of your body? Because his foot's yeah. bigger than your whole head.
4: <laughs> and you just yeah. don't see that. <laughs> my. <laughs> My favorite thing with that, Tony, I had a well, – and everybody, actually, not just Tony, sorry, but everybody. I was All actually right. teaching a seminar somewhere. I'm not going to use names because that's super rude. We watched yeah, one huh? of the UFCs, and Ronda Rousey was fighting. And Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey wins in like – four. Ronda, if you blink, you miss a Ronda Rousey fight, right? Amen. Right, um, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's phenomenal. The guy who was with me was like, oh, that armbar wasn't proper. I'm like, she won in 14 seconds. How are you critiquing this yeah. person right now? <laughs> oh. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> she um, wasn't in enough time for them to put
3: it on YouTube by say, request. Ex- exactly. Exactly.
4: Right, right. And it's, uh, there's
2: always got to be somebody that can beat Ronda Rousey. You know, yes. I would have kicked her ass and blah, blah, blah. If she would have tried that, oh, this is what gets me. Well, if you would have tried that on me, I would have done this and this and this and this. So in other words, what you're saying is when someone is defending yourself, defending themselves against – you know the bad guy. That's you.
4: Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you would. Are, You're the bad guy. You would be Good the you
2: bad. You're the bad guy. Yep. Oh, do you yep. realize you're being an ass? And of course, you know, every time I write that on YouTube, I get I get like completely like uh, spammed with shit like you know, yeah, go okay, back no, to your hole, sense. you little hoe, and stuff like that. And it's like really, really. Oh, I'm sorry, you got all butt hurt. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that
1: they don't have an
4: actual answer for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go to personal insults, right? It's no. It's not right. like a, a rebuttal. Right. Point A. It's no. You're a girl. Nice. Nice work, Joe. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. You're a girl. Yeah. So, but it's like,
2: oh my god. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but I, I want to. Uh, <laughs> we've only got about like 20 minutes left in our feed. Um, I want to bring up just another, uh, another one of the subjects on on your YouTube channel, and this, I haven't watched it yet, but I, <laughs> I I I can't wait to watch it. It's uh, stop thinking your attacker is stupid.
4: <laughs> oh, that's our most popular oh, video. Yeah. That, like, that tell us about that most one. Most views ever.
2: Yeah, so, I, and I, I, I bet I know what you're talking about. But tell our listeners, please, 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 please.
4: So for <laughs> where that where that came from is like I said, I travel a lot. I train a lot. This is my life. I'm luckily I get to be a full time martial artist. I don't have a day job. I just get to do this. So I'm I'm a very lucky person. So obviously, yes, I spend a lot of my too. time researching, reading, whatever. Right. And I was just, this is where the rants come from. Is I just get frustrated with something, and I'll write in my iPhone, and then I'll just go off on camera, and then I feel feel better about myself in life. So with the <laughs> with the stop thinking your attacker stupid, it's I'm so sick of the again the absolute thing, right? Like people right. fighting. There is so many gray areas when it comes to this. It's a human to human thing. It's not a law. It's not gravity. It's it's two people. There's so many factors, right? To quote Rory Miller. There's you, there's them, there's the environment, and there's luck. Luck is a huge factor. Yeah. I remember one of the days I was running to the bar, huge fight. I was known at that time; people didn't mess with me. I was running full speed. I was like, "Yay, Randy's here!" I slipped on beer and landed on a chair leg that was upturned and just wheezed <laughs> for the rest of the fight. Like, totally oh. martial arts. Nope, you need. Yeah, to I've master. been mad. So I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So same thing with uh, this, this. Something in your attacker stupid comes to the point where. Everybody, jujitsu grappler guys will say that everybody's going to grapple. They're going to throw stats at like ninety percent of fights to go to the ground. Strikers are going to, strikers are going to say everybody punches, right? And everybody's going to see the world through their rose-colored glasses. Through my eleven mm-hmm. years of security work in some of the crappier bars in my rig town, I've had some encounters that were a little bit more reality-based than most. As as a doorman, right? And I was a stupid young male like to fight people. I got over it, thank God. But you know. So, <laughs> When we were doing this, I always realized that I don't care. Fighting is so primal, it does not take intelligence. In fact, from my experience, a lot of the least articulate people I know are very, very good fighters. So mm-hmm. when if I'm punching you and you're punching me and I punch faster than you punch, they're going to transition to grappling. If I'm mm-hmm. stronger than you, they're going to transition to punching. If they have a knife, they're going to stab you. If you stop the knife, they're not going to – as soon as that knife stops, they'll try a couple more times then they're going to punch you. You have to stop assuming mm-hmm. that. They're these rock'em, sock'em robots that only have one move in their repertoire, and they're not right. going to move around in a fight, right? So that's the basis that don't think your attacker is stupid, is that I'm sick of people <laughs> thinking like, okay, so I'm going to use a Filipino term, and for some reason every single Filipino martial arts system has a different set of angles, but number one and number five are always the same. So number five is the straight right. stab. Everybody's coming at you. Every, if somebody comes with the number five sewing yeah. machine, they're not going to change that. Yeah, they are. As soon as they stop hitting flesh, they're going to adapt. Instantaneously, that's what's going to happen. If your training doesn't compensate mm-hmm. for that, if you don't have a plan B or an escape route, or just assume that it's going to fail, if you walk in with absolute certainty, I think there's no better way to lose an ambush without absolute certainty in this is how it's going to be. You have to totally problem solve on the fly. It has to be adaptive. It cannot be technique versus technique. Exactly. It can't be... Uh, oh, he does stab five, so I do dragon set six to stop that. And then
3: this <laughs> comes at me, so I do reuse
4: Hadouken. Like, that's not how that works. You have to make quick, split-second decisions on the fly to make sure that you're okay, right? And so I'm right. sick of right. people, especially knife gurus. who's going to come at you like this because this is the most common thing. No, that's the most common thing on the YouTube video you watch because the guy didn't block it at all. He right, took right. right. And if it's working, why stop, right? Um, I have a <laughs> saying I use all the time. My saying is bikers beat black belts. This comes from the fact that I was mm-hmm. a black belt and a fat old man kicked the crap out of me. He was hitting me <laughs> mm-hmm. over and over again with an overhand right, the most basic strike. And I was waiting for him to martial arts it up and change his technique. He didn't. It kept working. Why would he stop punching me in the face if I'm not protecting my face, right? But if I why? would have this instantly, he would have done something different. And that's, I'm. This is why I like... Boxing and wrestling and MMA and yeah. those kind of arts because they adapt to uh, Krav Maga in certain in certain schools. Right. The problem with Krav Maga being it just means contact combat. It's like nobody takes Krav Maga. Nobody takes kung fu. You take a style of that. Right. So some gyms mm-hmm. are great. Some gyms are crap. But if you don't have a progressive flow and you don't have a like a, a plan B or like to know where to go and you assume the person's gonna again like rock them, sock and robot you, I think that's just that's. Even worse than having no training, almost because even people with no training are going to react to no pain training problems, training. right? Exactly.
2: Or, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And you know, in regarding you know, like uh, a lot of the weapon gurus and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I come from a Filipino background, also. Yeah. And I'm nice. Filipino. Of course, I love the art, but I. But if you talk to the old guys, the old guys, you know, they'll always yeah. say, "Oh, they do that, then you do this." But what exactly. if they do this? Well, then you do. Then I do this, then yeah. I can't tell you what to do. you right. must practice that that that's all they say. You must practice and yeah. <clears throat> you know and 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 you know half of the stuff that I see in martial arts schools and in videos is you're doing like you know really cool traps and like half beats and stuff like that against a prescribed striking pattern. Oh, it's coming in mm-hmm. with a 1 and a 5 and a 12 and a 7. Okay. Yeah. Well, now you're doing Sabrata. Okay, right. now exactly. what? Yeah. Right. You know, and there's right. no there's no progression, right? And then when you get into that, I, I just I, uh, and I see it sometimes in in my own school, right? You know, the beginners will will always get stuck on a pattern and I keep telling yeah. them, "Okay, this is a drill, but don't get stuck on the pattern. I'm I'm right. not going to test you on this." This yeah. is to teach you fundamentals. But you know, if they if so do you guys feel that if people are not able to distinguish between drill and reality, that that has a lot to do with the non reality stuff, <laughs> I guess, That's, for like a oh, better absolutely. absolutely. That is
4: absolutely. the coach's job. That is the coach's job, not the student's job to identify, right? A student comes mm-hmm. in there, they're gonna look to you. You need so we do this again, another Rory Miller gem is every martial arts drill has a safety flaw in it. Otherwise, you're creating cripples and corpses. If yes. I tell my <laughs> students every single flaw of the drill, so if I'm teaching, let's say, six counts through modern Darnese, for example. I don't really teach it, but yeah. it's a good example here. I'm going to say, look, this is, this is the work on reactor time movement. This is not a combat sequence. And they need to understand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the point of the drill. I feel the problem with the coaching and why it's not reality-based is everything works in the area it was designed for, but if you don't know what it was designed exactly. for, it doesn't work. So when we do a tackle drill, I'm like, okay, we're not going to punch you. Why? Because you're not wearing safety gear. But obviously you could punch. We'll do that later on. What I want you to work is this reaction, right? Because then you see what you're made of here. But if they understand, because the problem is when people speak, especially martial artists, we speak very matter-of-factly. That comes from confidence of years and years of training, right? Do this drill. And they're like, well, I signed up with this guy. I already trust him. I've given him my money, which is a show of trust right there. Whatever he says goes. If he never tells me, that's not how fights go. It's not even the the coach doing doing wrong. Well, he did something wrong, but he's not doing it maliciously or not on purpose. You need to tell them why you're doing a drill, right? Like boxing coach, the right. best boxing coach ever, he said, "All right, you're going to spin your hand when you punch, only if you're wearing a glove, otherwise you're going to bust your hand up." And I was like, "Oh, that's good to know." I went to other gyms. I'm like, they're punching the bag, twisting their hand with no like there's a reason straight punching exists in the Chinese martial arts and the Japanese martial arts. and Every other martial arts does involve in gloves because your hand is lined up properly, right? But if nobody tells you that, mm-hmm. it's gonna go in. It's gonna go wrong, right? And so I think it's. Right. I feel it's a coach's job. In order to be a good coach, you need to know everything about your system, why it's there. Where I don't care if you're teaching hands to heaven, which is a uh, old taekwondo thing, uh, thing where they swoop away the halberd from a horse a man on horseback and then crest and kick him off the horse. But you got to explain that that's the move. And also that I don't have a lot of guys on horseback in my neighborhood. So maybe this is right. mess, but this is not self-defense. Right. So that's what drives me crazy. Right.
2: Yeah. This is oh, oh my goodness. You
1: know,
2: right. Boy, am I glad we're having this conversation. Cause me and Bob, we, we rant about this all the time. In fact, you know, before when we were in the green room, before the, uh, the show started, you know, I was looking through your, your channel, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, he's covered pretty much every subject that we've already covered, <laughs> and, you know, and and we, we've we actually had a few people go, oh, you know, I've asked people to be on the show, and they go, oh, I don't know if I want to get you guys in trouble, and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Well, stuff that I have to say can be kind of controversial, I'm like, well, come on anyway, that's real we're it. You know, <laughs> we're you know, we're doing it, you know, we've done it, I mean, what's the point, because... It, you know, the way I look at it and the way Bob looks at it, I mean, isn't martial arts supposed to be something where you're constantly exploring right? Right. For yourself, yes. right? So it's kind of like that's what we're doing, you know, and if somebody doesn't like what we have to say, they can call us. Perfect. Three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Give us a call. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, let's turn the mic over to Bob. Bob, do you have any questions about any of uh, uh, about anything else on uh, uh, Randy's YouTube channel? Because he's got so much cool stuff on here that I can't wait to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know.
3: And, you know, and you're right. He he's, he rants about a lot of the stuff we have. Like, uh, and and well, of course, I never mention names, but there's a martial artist out there that uh, uses several titles. Professor, Grandmaster, Soke, Doctor—literally, uh, it's ridiculous, uh, and it's 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 so to the point where I think I told Tony this at the Masters Hall of Fame, and he knew who I was talking about. That's how bad it is. What is <laughs> yep. your take? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, this isn't elaborate. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. So, what is your take on title and about people who actually do that uh, coming from the Hey You man? Uh, so yeah, my, my official title. Um, I think I think
4: titles are I think titles are stupid, and that's that's gonna ruffle some feathers. I get that. I think I think it's the dumbest thing you could ever it could ever say. They talk to me and they're like, "I'm Master blah blah blah." I'm gonna assume your parents named you Master, and that's on your birth certificate. Otherwise, you're a douche. Like you're just being a pretentious douche. I, I hate
2: it when people introduce themselves that way. Hi, I'm Rosita. Right? Yeah.
4: But you know, can call Russ- me
2: Rusty. Well, I'm Master something something. Oh, okay. One well, of my
1: coaches, uh, Steven Jimmerfield. From then on, I'll
4: call him Master. Exactly. One of my coaches Steven Stephen Jimmerfield. He goes by Sensei, which is instructor. I'm cool with that. Coach, instruct, that's yeah. fine. Whatever. Well, that works, right? Um, he right. literally has more titles than a bookstore. He is insanely decorated. But... <laughs> He he goes by senses because he's not an arrogant dick. It's strange.
0: Mm-hmm. I find the
4: more the more uh, insecure you are, the more the title kicks in, right? And so because right. mm-hmm. you can't you can't prove it with this will even happen to me, right? So I have a very yo-yo weight. I go from chubby to skinny to chubby to skinny, and I'm sure when I'm chubby, I feel more vulnerable. And I want people to take me seriously. So if I'm out of shape, or hurt, for example, I'm in a cast right now, so. I could see the temptation of walking in and being like, oh, I'm guru, blah, because that gives an automatic air of authority, which then eliminates the fact that I'm out of shape or in a cast or whatever, right? But uh-huh. I see it like that. It's an ego shield, right? I say this, which is something, right. and to most people, it's gibberish. Nobody knows. If I went, I am a, um, trying to say, like, grand, or O-sensei oh, oh, is a great term for judo. I'm oh sensitive uh-huh. like I don't oh that or so you teach martial arts you do kung fu they don't care they don't know it's just you <laughs> stroking yep. your ego yeah. like I I my grandmother still thinks I run a taekwondo school and I just stopped correcting her because it's just easier how's taekwondo <laughs> fantastic grandma bank. right like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what they're stuck in I find that people especially there's like an age break you guys probably see this too. If they are under forty, it's MMA. If it's over forty, it's karate. That's what's what you do. Yep. Right. It's, it's amazing, right? Yeah. Like, oh, how old you? I'm fifty-two. Right. I do martial arts. Oh, you do the karate? Yep. You're over fifty. Or you're under fifty? <laughs> oh, you do that MMA? Yep. That's right. I do MMA. It's just easier. I don't care anymore. If they get yeah. it, I kick people. They get it.
3: That's all that matters, right?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, oh my God! Yeah. You and know, we've got and Rosie and I have friends that we've you know brought in the masters or the are there. And don't call me Master Robert. I feel, I actually feel very uncomfortable with that. Right. Well,
2: half, I half hear the you. Time you don't even turn around. <laughs> yeah. call <laughs> me <did, Yeah>. <laughs> like,
1: Tony. That's who you know, I am.
2: Who the hell are they yeah. talking? Yeah, right. Call me Rusty. It, I'm fine. It's like, right. you know, no, is, I'm it, I'm, it, I'm 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 okay with earning a title. So you know, if an yeah. organization says, okay, you've done like forty years, and now you're like, you know. Master something, okay, great, but i I leave that up to the individual to yeah, monitor themselves
4: on what they do with you. that title,, that's, yeah, yeah. That's for you right, it's, like there's a running gag on my sem- there's a running gag on my seminar tours where everybody bows at me because I hate that. Everybody thinks it's hilarious. It's <laughs> like
0: it's, it's yeah, I'm like, what's exactly. happening? Exactly.
2: That's yeah. that's the joke with uh, my instructor, uh, Chris Petrilli. He's like, ah, he 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 completely hates the whole grandmaster title and just call me Chris and you know, does does classes with a plug of cha in his in his mouth and stuff. You know, it's everything's just like, you know, learn, 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 right? And yeah. uh, before one seminar we uh, we uh, all lined up and he was gonna start talking and we all said, set. Salute and everyone bow- got down on their knees and bowed. Right? Oh that's, oh i hate that. Oh that'd be so weird. <laughs> he's all like, and he's all like F you all." <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty funny. But he's like, Oh my god <laughs> But We're running close to being short on time, so um, we're gonna take it back to Bob and Tony for any last uh questions well, or Randy or You care. know, I
3: wanted to say something Rusty and and I know this is completely inappropriate and Tony will appreciate it. We, we, we've got a long thread going on Facebook of, of uh, our inductees from about four weeks ago, and they're communicating. I feel like a school kid because one of the, the, the people on there, his name is Peter, really nice guy. Well, one of the other people on the uh, uh, thread call him Master Peter, and I, every time I see her do that, I just start laughing my ass off. That's, That's hilarious.
1: hilarious. I do, too. I do,
2: <laughs> At least, yeah. at least he doesn't have a I was going to say, at least he doesn't have a weird last name, you know, like, I don't know, Bates
3: <laughs> Anyway well, <yeah.
2: laughs>
3: Back to yeah, you, Bob Yeah, you know what, his his yeah. last name his name could have been Richard Head, and then he would have been in trouble
0: <laughs> Oh,
3: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's great <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. Let's go okay. to Tony.
1: Oh, <laughs> give me a minute. I about spilled my coffee on that one. Because <laughs> I have a guy by the name of Richard on my
0: Facebook. <laughs> now we gotta. Now we have to tell Peter um, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, oh man.
2: So do you have Comments or questions for Randy. Well i get back. we'll go back to Bob. I know he has a question. Yeah. <laughs> but, but go ahead, Tony.
1: I I really don't have any questions for him. I just listening to him has been an absolute pl- pleasure and uh, uh he has a lot of similar thinking on things that I do as well. Um in the art of Kenpo, or at least this particular art of Kenpo, what we try to accomplish is Uh, when they first start out in white belt, yes, we do kind of assume that they're fighting somebody who has no experience whatsoever Mm -hmm. in fights. However, what we try to do as we move on is move them on out of that thinking and into this guy's just fantastic and and you're going to fight this fantastic guy. So what will you do now when I start throwing kicks and punches and this, that, and the other and I try to grab you and so on and so forth? And uh, I have to admit that Starting off in the art the way it used to be versus the way I teach it now I see a progression that I don't think I I don't think I would have seen it in in it ha, had we not taken this step to do so uh, and just hearing about what you're talking about I, I I love the fact that there's somebody else out there that has this way of thinking that your attacker isn't stupid yeah that, that they're right. going to attack you in a very precise manner. And sometimes, if they are somebody trained, they're not only going to attack you in a precise manner; they're going to attack you at your weakest moment. They will have watched you for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they
1: they will have observed exactly. you, and then that's that's exactly when they when they get it. Uh, I thought I I thought I saw that you were a bodyguard, so you know this to be true: that people observe other people before they go in to a situation if it's a planned attack. Yeah. And So, all, all of a sudden, you're you're planning for a stupid defense, and this guy's absolutely intelligent on what he's doing. You're mm-hmm. toast.
4: well, exactly. That's the mm-hmm. that's the whole social, a social thing. If you, uh, Tony, have you read any any of uh, Rory Miller's books? Uh, mm-hmm. No, I can't say I have. Highly gotta gotta awesome. get meditations on violence. Them. Yes, meditations on yes. violence and facing violence. I highly, highly recommend them um okay. rory is the king of the introverts so learning how to speak to humans was hard for him so he could write it down yeah. it's actually really good it's like a, <laughs> a very good dissection of how to him the the aliens in his life speak and that thought process really comes across from martial arts i it sounds like you put some thought into your curriculum which is awesome mm-hmm. like you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it i that's awesome like we're very like-minded there um i'd recommend his book i think it'll help a lot with just even getting somebody else's brain on the same problem, right? Always better.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree.
4: And uh, Tony, add me yeah, a book when you get a chance if you want. Hey, Randy King, add me. Feel free. Okay, thanks. And we could chat and whatever. Cool. I'll put, a link to, oh yeah. Yeah, I'll
2: put a link to uh, Rory's books um, yeah. on Amazon. Um, I have meditations on violence, and I have another one that he signed for me, and I can't I don't remember which one it is. It's like in a box somewhere because I had moved the studio. But okay. they're awesome books. Go get, yeah. get get them, Tony. You won't, you won't be disappointed. Okay, Bob. Yes, ma'am. Last last comments, questions. For okay, Randy.
3: good. Remember, and this goes for everybody. Tony, you, you this goes for you too. Uh, remember that that drinking game I invented. Every time my wife shoots me a dirty look, I take a shot. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Right. Well, right when right when I said it because it was Richard Head, there went that look. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: drunk now, so right? You You're drunk now. gonna
1: have
3: to the give one him where, another Dr Pepper. And, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. And then I have the same thing with Rusty because I, you know, Rusty and I are so close now. It's like I know when she shoots me a dirty look. <laughs> And she's <laughs> twelve hundred miles away. <laughs> impressive. That's that is impressive. That's
2: some
3: chi right
0: there. <laughs> that is. He knows
2: when I'm he knows when I'm rolling my eyes and getting ready to sigh, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so so Randy, how can people get a hold of you? If they're ever in that area, how can they yeah. how can they get a hold of you to come by and see your gym?
4: You could you. you could it's up to you. You can come to me or I can come to you. I don't mind traveling. We're still still pretty new at this. So we're pretty reasonable rates for seminars and traveling, and I love to travel, so that's good. Get a hold of me on Facebook, uh, Randy King, uh, or our KPC Self-Defense fan page. That works, too, because there's lots of Randy Kings in the world. You can email me, king at kpcombat.ca, and all of this info is at www.kpcombat.ca.
2: Oh, awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you know, me and and Bob are probably going to want to have you on again sometime in the future. Oh, Uh, I'd love that. That'd be great. I think that would be, I think that would be cool. uh, Maybe to address like specific subjects regarding self-defense or self-defense for women, what have you, because I feel that uh, we all can, can, Pick your brain a little bit more, so the listeners can uh, get a little more information from the reality-based side um, of the art. So yeah let's, uh, yeah, let's yeah, uh, let's let's do it again. I'll get a hold of you once uh, once we get the uh, next uh, few months' subjects put together and stuff like sure. that. So thank you so much, Randy. Thank you so much, Tony. And uh, to whoever's listening. Wait, I think that's Pam. I think Pam was listening. But thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, stay tuned next week. Um, Keep your eye on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page for next week's guest. So we'll talk to everyone next time. Have a great rest of the weekend. Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.